Welcome to the Ocean Cruises podcast hosted by Andy H. This week we are speaking with Mass and Ava from the YouTube channel Sail Life. Mass and Ava live full-time aboard a newly refitted Trident Warrior 38 that they plan to sail across the Atlantic in 2022. Mass has been refitting his Warrior 38 for over five years. What was originally intended as some basic refit has turned into a full interior and exterior renovation project. They have recently sailed from Denmark where they completed their refit to the UK where they are currently completing some additional work required on the boat whilst also cruising the UK. You can learn more about Masaneva on their YouTube channel Sail Life. Follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and download the audio on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The Ocean Cruises podcast will be hosting their first annual charter in October of 2021. Hosted by Sail with George Charters in the beautiful island of Syros in Greece. Joining us on a fabulous 56-foot Ocean Star sailing yacht will be our Ocean Cruisers, Mandy and Alex of See the Little Things, Maddie and Herbie of The Rigging Doctor, Michael and Joel of Bombs on a Boat, Judy and Steve of Sailing Fur Isle, and Josh Post. Follow us on our Instagram and Facebook pages for regular updates and make sure you are following our guests' YouTube channels to watch their coverage and keep your eye on our YouTube page for a full series of The Charter. You just watched right, okay. Mad's, Mad's channel and because um, my sister and brother-in-law, they also want to circumnavigate and he was like you need to you need to watch this guy he's like he'll be perfect for you and I was like what are you talking about I was like he's in Denmark what that's literally the other side of the world and he was like just just watch his videos and I was like all right so I and we had we were getting into I was taking sailing lessons with them at the time so I was like that's when I was getting into the YouTube channels as one does and um and I was just watching him and I just like he was just like so precise with everything and persistent <laughs> and I was just like oh my god I, I need to email this guy and so I emailed him and then like two weeks later he responded yeah okay you're a busy guy you had a lot going on Yes. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't still well, it was just a bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's cool. Um, yeah. All right, just taking it back to like the, the start of the um, process, like Mass, you had a pretty nice 30, I think it was like a 30 foot boat that you had to start yeah. off with. I can't remember the name. Yeah. Uh, Oblix and, and Alban Oblix. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And then you got uh, you got Athena. Did, did you buy that boat with the intention of completely? taking it back to its shell or because it seemed like a pretty decent vessel when you actually got uh, it yeah yeah and that wasn't really my intention to start with um but it's it's um you know when you pull a thread on a sweater and then all mm -hmm. of a sudden you have no sweater left uh, sometimes yeah <laughs> well it, it was a case of uh, I knew there were some things that I wanted to fix before going sailing. So uh, I wanted to deal with the osmosis. 
um, just to get it out of the way. Um, and I wanted to just refresh the interior. But uh, then Ava came into the picture and she had to finish school um, before we could actually set off. So it makes sense to just do as much as I could before we were two people living aboard the boat. Because mm. my original plan was just to do the osmosis and fresh up the interior and, and, and then set off. Okay. Um, but then... Uh, I came along. Yeah, and, and then it made sense to, to do the structural repairs under the cabin sole and this, that, yeah. of course, involves starting the entire boat. So that, that would have been not so great with two of us living aboard. Right, okay. So, right, okay, I'm starting to understand that. <laughs> so at, at what point did it become like this ginormous project? Because then, then you started like redoing the deck and, you, you know, you found a place to store it inside and do the paint. Was that all part of the original plan or did that, was that already um, when you went quite far with it? Well, so the, the deck was a little bit of a surprise because... Um, from what I had seen, uh, the teak deck was in bad shape. Mm. Um, but the areas where I had checked the foam core where it, is, where it was exposed, uh, that was fine. But uh, there's, there's a strip of plywood running down the middle of the deck. Yeah. And that turned out to be uh, completely rotten. I remember that. Yeah. Um, and, and I hadn't seen that coming. Um, and there was some, some slight delamination uh, over the forward cap, but uh, that, that, was, that was a surprise. The rest, like gutting all of the interior, that was not a plan, that was not a part of the first. So did, did you, I mean, just like going, doing the deck, that kind of makes complete sense. Because like in a lot of cases, if you've got a teak deck and, you know, you start playing with it and removing some screws and, you know, it's, it's rotting and it's letting, it's letting water and you can kind of see like the sense in that straight away. But like yeah. taking out the entire interior, this is quite crazy stuff, you know. <laughs> like it was, it got massive. Like <laughs> Yeah, uh, but, but. Uh, just as the just as the deck is a structural component of the boat, um, the the grid that's hiding underneath the cabin sole is also a structural part of the boat. And yes. um, the way the warrior was built, it's 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 the it's the plywood in that construction that's actually the the structural part. Mm -hmm. And in much of that grid, that was rutted. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it was an issue that was going to. It was going to become an issue at some point. Yeah. So I mean, then it just because we were going to be waiting for Ava to get finished with school, then it just makes sense to just do it all. I mean, it's it's fantastic in a way because you've got the, like one of the, one of the issues with modern boats is they're you know they're pretty spacious and you your boat is incredibly spacious inside for like its size yeah. and it's, it's really beamy as well. Um, but then like the majority of boats that you get now that are pretty spacious among that type of class or size, they're also pretty uh, cheap and flimsy and fall yeah. apart <laughs> quite easy. So yeah. it, is, it is like you've got the best of both worlds. You've, you've got a really beamy, strong, you know, like ocean ready vessel and it's now brand new inside, which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and it's definitely been an, uh, it's been an interesting and journey and I've learned a lot from it and, and um, I'm, I'm Sure, at some point I'll, I'll redo an, another boat, but 
But now I'm, I'm glad that we get a bit of a bit of a break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, enjoy it for a little while before, <laughs> yeah. before we do the yeah. next like, five, five or exactly. six year mission. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, hey, so Ava, when you first came over, I mean, like you said, like you had an interest in um, in boats and you were sailing and stuff like that. W were you mm. into the DIY? Was that like something you were ready to get involved with? Um. Well, I... <laughs> not to this extent because you did well like you did, you did a good job as far as like everybody everybody who was watching was telling yeah oh thank you well i like to think that i'm handy um like previous to move, coming to denmark in the summer i had spent the last fall redoing my parents bathroom with my dad like retail we pretty much did an athena on the bathroom we got it got it and replaced everything the um the bathtub and I didn't like I you'd like to use my hands and I also like to think I'm crafty I like to like make things on my own so this was just a different um different medium <laughs> yeah. but and yeah we had we had just had to get things done and I think I'm different though. As I said before, he's very precise. I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> when we're working, I'm like, let's do it. we need to get it done. Like the time. He's just like, relax, we're gonna get it done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this this has never been a marathon. No, definitely this has not. It's never been a sprint, it's always been a marathon. Yes, yeah. yeah. Did you have did you have any did you have any type of time frame in mind when you started? Like obviously you you, you got the boat and then you said like Ava came into the picture, so the plans changed. Did 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 the pandemic kind of push that further along so you then started doing more stuff? Or did did you always have like this type of date in mind? No, actually the pandemic has had no influence on the yeah. <laughs> for, for on one the timeline. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's had no influence yeah. on on the timeline. So yeah. uh yeah. Uh, that that was the timeline has always been based on Ava finishing school. Yeah. Uh, oh right, okay. So the idea always was to try and get as much done as possible before Ava's finished school, and then yes. she comes over. Yeah. Oh yeah. right, okay. And so like the the reason to go, I know you've got a few bits. You've got a few bits left. Um, not major bits. It seems like everything you've got left is like a little bit here, a little bit there. But there's hundreds of those little bits. Yes. Yes, that's a yeah. that's a really very accurate description. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, because like you, you've set off now, was was the intention with that just like get on the water, get going, and just see what you can do on the way, just so you're cruising basically. Well, yes, but but there's also there's another reason why we've set off now, and that's that's visas. Like yeah. Eva, Eva can't stay in Denmark okay. uh, because it's a part of Schengen. So uh, for us to stay together, we kind of had to to get moving um right and and that's why we now get to spend the winter here in glorious gosport yep which is might be a little bit warmer than where you're from yes it's yeah it's definitely the weather here is nicer it seems yeah like, i mean right now it's, it's sunny and clear skies so it's easy to say but but so far the, the weather we've seen has been better than Denmark. like i'm yeah. <laughs> yeah i've got i've got some friends who just took a uh, just took a berth in that marina actually they've got a halberg rc38 Oh. Um, oh okay. Yeah, it's called uh, Lucy. Uh, oh, they're, they're American as well. I'll, I'll, if you stay there for a while, I'll introduce you. They're, oh um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, really, really. I think it's a nineteen eighties model, something like that. Like ah, yeah, a, re a really cool. good old school Halberg Grassi. And yeah. 
think if I remember correctly, there was an identical boat to theirs also in that marina. So there's two that look exactly the same. <laughs> so we'll, uh, I'll, find, I'll, find, yeah. I'll find out. Yeah, I'll find out which one there is. But but yeah, they're making plans to go cruising like around all the Scottish islands and stuff. Uh, I think in nice. spring next year. Yeah, so that'd be a pretty nice, pretty nice yeah. journey. What well, are your guys' plans for cruising on from there? Oh, okay. So um well we can stay here until uh April first. Yeah, April first, meaning okay. meaning the UK. Uh then we have to get out of here because of again visas. Mm. Uh, so the plan is to head to Ireland. And um, then we'll probably spend uh, a few months or three months or whatever sailing there. Um, we haven't fully decided where yet, but around Ireland somewhere. Yeah. Mm. And uh, then middle, late summer, we're going to start heading south. Uh, we haven't fully decided if it's going to be uh, across the Bay of Biscay or to the Azores. But either way, we're going to end up down by the Canaries and then do the, the classic jump across in December. Yeah, so that could be like a couple of years or a few years away, maybe. Oh, no, no, that's next year. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, so you're absolutely doing that next year? Yes, yes. As far right. as we're concerned right now, again, we'll knock on one. Well, you're, I, I think you're also... In, I mean, you'd know probably more than anybody, like in terms of like the supply chain, I think the south of the UK is a pretty good place for refitting boats because you've got a hell of a lot of channelers that are actually based there. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's, it's, it's a good place in terms of uh, access to trades and materials. Uh, also, it seems very pricey. Really? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so for one, birthing here is pretty expensive compared to Denmark. Oh yeah, compared to Denmark, yeah. I mean, here, uh, for two months here, we would get a year in Denmark. Yeah, I can probably guess that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it depends what you're comparing it to. Like, compared to the US, I think the UK is still probably on the cheaper side, but yeah, yeah. compared to like Denmark or Sweden, something's quite expensive. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I got a quote from uh, a marina in LA, and that was 800 bucks a month, and here we're paying 400 pounds a month. So, yeah, definitely, I guess, certain places in the US can be more expensive. Yeah. Um, I but, think, yeah, like in Michigan, I think it's a lot cheaper. Yeah. A lot less expensive. <laughs> cheaper than LA, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would think so, yeah. Um, and then we're trying to get some canvas done work, uh, canvas work done on the boat. And uh, uh, at least one of the quotes we've gotten on that have been very high. At least, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, so, so I don't know if there's uh, if the prices are generally a bit higher around here to get stuff done, but mm-hmm. yeah. But the good thing is there are a lot of options. Yes. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah so many so many canvas places and stainless steel and yep same yeah. makers yeah and, yeah 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 what's t- what type is that you're going to go for like a full enclosure or are you thinking just like a bimini in it spray um, that's a great debate right now right. because of, of uh our room is pretty low um, right and that in combination with the fiberglass dodger means that the shape of any full enclosure will be very low and also very narrow Right. So uh, add to that the fact that whatever we order now, we can probably have 
maybe in January, February, something like that. So it, it's going to be very limited use we can get of it because we, we are heading south in the summer, which yeah, we're definitely not going to need a full enclosure there. What we'll need there is, is some kind of spray hood and some kind of bimini-like setup. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I suppose where you're headed, you don't, you don't really intend on staying in like the northern latitudes anymore. You're kind of from there and you've done that. Yeah. Yeah. So probably well, just a good a good rain cover. Yeah. Be useful. Sailing <laughs> around <laughs> Ireland in the Irish Sea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after the Caribbean, we do plan on going back up the east coast of the US and doing the Great Loop. So we might be in cold we will be in cold weather there. So Yeah, but that'll all be in the summer because we have to get out of uh, the Great Lakes before true. they start freezing. Yeah. yeah. True. yeah. Or we'll be stuck there. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be a cold winter. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah, I mean, if you're heading up there, you'd be heading up for the summer to avoid, like, the hurricanes in the south, and yeah. then you'd go back down afterwards. Yeah, that yeah. kind of makes sense. Was, it, was there any ever any interest to, like, come into the Med, or is it always been, to, uh, is it for visa purposes, the idea has always been to get back over uh, to the States? Well, um, I've never been super interested in the Med. Um, I've, I've always been more drawn towards either going north or or going west. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't mind doing the med by car. <laughs> yeah, but like everything by like land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but, not. I mean, I think if you're from if you're from areas or you're used to like really good sailing seas, like the med would probably frustrate you a little bit. Because it's yeah. more like uh, motoring with the eventual blast of sailing here yeah. or there. It's not like an incredible sailing place. Although it's a be- it is a beautiful place, but yeah, for, for sailing, not not a massive amount. Um, yeah. So, okay. So just like going back to the um, to the DIY part of the boat, in relation to like the costs and that type of stuff, um, mm-hmm. is the price of the boat just like doubled or tripled or quadrupled <laughs> or uh, or what? Um. I think it's safe to say that it's double. Yeah. Um, I mean, alone the electronics and the gem set and uh, the whole DC side of things, that, that's that's basically going to double what I paid for them. So but it's safe to say that with the cost of materials, she's, she's definitely doubled in price. Um, but then that's, that's something you would run into... Like if no matter what boat you buy, there's there's going to be additional kit needed to be able to go long distance cruising, depending on your comfort level. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely it's definitely gone up in price. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, I, I suppose the way you got to look at it is, if you were to buy a more newer boat of that quality, you would pay. I mean, especially like, like late thirty feet. If you were to get like a Halberg Rassi or something now, which is probably similar quality to that in terms of strength and like the quality of the interior, you'd be paying hundreds and hundreds of thousands. So, yeah, that's true. That's true. But I, um, I probably would not compare the build quality of Halberg Rassi to the Warriors because uh, the, the Warriors no, were built, built as, yeah. as as affordable world cruisers. Um, and from the from the things I have found about them, it's it's it seemed like the yard. We're pressed for time when they go. Yeah, I mean, like, like the way you finished it off, 
not the way I, I, but I think you've done a better job than them oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. it was nicer now than it did before yeah that's for sure yeah, right, but yeah. What, type, what, what type of things did you find that were really surprising when you started peeling back um, layers? so the reason for the problems with the uh, structure members under the cabin sole was because um, it's the pilot that's the structural part of that when yeah. they cut the limber holes they did not seal that plywood. Right. So, right, that's just been sucking up water. And then on the starboard side of the boat, they put the plywood in, they glassed it over, but then they forgot to cut the holes for the limber holes. So then there was standing water underneath the cabin sole for 30 years. Yeah, yeah. So there was no way of that draining out. It was just staying no. in. It was just the right. Yeah. Right. So, so that's a little bit of a. Yeah, and then just um, after by the transom, there was a section of the deck that was not attached to the hull. Okay. Um, it was just covered up by teak. I'm trying to think of the reason for that. It's <laughs> uh, quite strange. But okay. Yes. Yes. That that is that is very strange. Yeah. Um, that that is very strange. Yeah. Is, is that stuff that you found is, is I mean have, have other owners of the same boat also noticed these types of things or I'm wondering if it's just one offs in the yards you know like they just missed a few pieces here and there that's a good question uh, it's a very good question Athena was one of the last I think she was the second to last Warrior 38 to be built okay so, so I'm just, just like alright let's get this thing done okay only one more to go after that no, I, I would reason if they hadn't figured out the process by then, then then it must have been like a systemic issue. Right? It must have been because they were very pressed for time yeah. or mm. whatever the reason was. So I, I think there might be uh, little construction hiccups with the Warriors in general. But I mean, I, I can't say. I've only ever seen, so far I've seen this one. Yeah. Um, right. Hopefully when we go aboard Kadoa, we can have a chat with them to see what they have found out. Yeah. I'll point out some huge flaws that they might not be aware of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. Well, there's a huge hole in the back of your boat. <laughs> yeah, you've probably got a swimming pool under like one part of your, <laughs> yeah. your saloon floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. I've, I've always wondered why they... I mean, I suppose at the time of when they were building, like the uh, the marine plywood was the safest or strongest thing to use for like the, um, uh, the structural members. I think it was definitely cost. Definitely yeah. cost, uh, because the, the cost of laying up like the cost of the resin and the glass and laying it up is way more than cutting a bit of plywood and slapping that in place. So it's, it's definitely because they were trying to sell the warriors as affordable workers, which there's nothing wrong with. It's yeah, that, that's fine. It's just <laughs> yeah, if they'd just yeah. taken the time to seal the plywood, then that would have been awesome. Yeah, it would have saved you a lot of work. But then you wouldn't yeah. have such a nice interior because you wouldn't have had to take all the bottom of the boat apart. That's true. true. That's yep. true. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Maybe it was done for some type of reason. Who knows? Yeah. When, so when it came to, like, designing the interior space, like, Ava, what was the certain things that you were like, you know, let's do the sofa this way, let's do this type of table, and, like, what, what type of influence did you have over that? Um, well... Uh... We definitely talked about every detail, like at nauseum, yeah. especially like even our fridge that was definitely like an experiment because we were just like, we don't, we 
we liked that well I like the idea of a big counter space like having the island which is really nice like that has turned out to be great great. yeah thank you and um so the fridge I think we talked about for just like how to do it like we weren't sure if we should do like a pull open or just like a traditional fridge or what we came up with but um uh, yeah, I think for this area, we wanted it to be like open and bright. And uh, I think we achieved that. But some things we're learning may weren't the, our best ideas, but that was the whole process. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think also one of the things that, that at least something I was conscious of is that we are probably ever only going to sail with the two of us. Yeah. So we don't need a, a bench in the middle of the boat where the kitchen island is now. Mm-hmm. So it makes more sense to make that into counter space. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need a second half yeah, pattern. Two. So that's yeah. why that turned into a technical area. Mm-hmm. Or two heads. Yeah. That was a bit because there was one in the forward cabin and then one over here and they were both small. So yeah. we were like, just take one out and put... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now the forward one is where the washing machine dryer and the freezer are, which mm-hmm. I think yeah. is more useful than a second head. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's really unique. I mean, because you, you've just been able to modify that like perfectly for two people, and there's there's yeah. no way you can just go and get like a thirty-eight foot cruiser now that's made for two people. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. at least four or yeah. six or eight now, really, but yeah. like at least four. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. what we think about all the time. Like, like we say, like, oh, if if we would ever want a bigger boat, and we would just have to like go, like if we didn't want to refit another boat, like I just don't know if we imagine walking into another boat because this is like exact. We built it like to fit our needs exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you'd have to be walking into something at least in like the mid fifty foot range, you know, just to get like the like yeah. similar living space. Um, yeah, like a yeah. similar cabin space up front, and then then again aboard a lot of fifty foot monohulls, like you, it's it's not necessarily that you get a um, more usable interior. Like it, yeah. it's just it's just a little bit bigger. So it's I I think there is a sweet spot for two people, like around thirty eight feet. I think that's a that's a good size. It's a yeah. good compromise mm-hmm. between enough space and still being affordable to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's really it's really disappointing. I mean, if you have a look at some of like the nicer boats, you know, like Amel's or Moody's or Oysters, and then you start looking at that sixty foot range to just be like, "Whoa, this is incredible!" They're not that much bigger, or they don't look that much like progressively bigger from something in like the mid forties, fifties. They tend yeah. to just have like way bigger bedrooms, which mm-hmm. I don't see much value in because like if you're cruising around the world, like literally the last place you would be is your bedroom. It's not like yeah. when you're at home, you know, you just you chill out in the living room or you go to bed. It's like you are yeah. generally like in the cockpit or being like social in, in a saloon type of area. So yeah. I've never really seen any I've ever thought that were like really, really impressive around like the 50 foot range or something like that or going into the 60s. Yeah. All right, I think yeah. if 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 we ever decide that we really want more space, then then it'll probably be something like a catamaran instead. Uh, okay people we have that on the record 
Oh my god. <laughs> but just uh, just because I agree, there's like going yeah. from 38 to 50 feet in a monohull. Yes. It doesn't really give you that much of a difference. No. Yeah, true. And, yeah. And like you said, I like the inside space, I don't think we would need any more inside space. Like no. maybe storage if we wanted like to carry um, more activities but like i think the outdoor space would be something that we would be more interested in expanding yeah like wanting more of or i would at least (laughs) (laughs) when when it went through the process of like planning how you wanted these spaces to look did you do like drawings on paper did you do it on cards did you use like some type of software to like plot out how it's gonna how it's gonna look or did you just go visual and like you know to say, okay, we're going to put a sofa there, a bed here. How did that go? I used exclusively paper and uh, cardboard. Yeah. So it's whatever was around. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. It's, it's, and then you took the um, photo and sent it to Ava. Yep. Yeah. 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 Because it's, it's um, to model the entire boat in, in CAD, would, it's, it's beyond my skill level. That, that, would, be, that would take way too long. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's easier to just do a bit of cardboard and tape and just get an idea of what it'll be like in the real world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I suppose if, if your boat's like pretty open, you could actually, you, I mean, you, you could just draw on where things were going. I think as you did, because I remember like when yeah. you were doing the bathroom, you were putting partitions there to see yeah. like yeah. Um, what the space would feel like. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's also... Like that's true for uh, figuring out the size of the galley and the nav station. It was all mucked up in cardboard before building anything. Yeah. What's What's the biggest projects that you've got left? Um, on or the most time consuming one. Uh, the most time consuming ones. We're looking at our board. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I've got, I know you've got your board. But yeah. It's a lot on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like you said, I, I don't think we have any projects left where one project is just going to be hugely time-consuming. Yeah. I think that the most time-consuming one we have left is the new floor. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be a big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that'll mm-hmm. that'll take uh, several days at least. Yeah. Um. So, so I think that's the the single biggest task we've got. Uh, but. There's tons of tasks. It's, it's just... Other than that, it's mostly little bits. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. What have you decided to do for the floor? Because you were saying Teak and Holly, was it too expensive or it was too difficult to get or something like that? It's, well, we could, we, we could do, so on, on many boats, what you see is, is a Teak and Holly veneered plywood. Yes. But those, layer on those, top. Yeah, those mm-hmm. out of veneers are typically like less than a millimeter thick. So yeah, it's a yeah. very thin veneer, which makes it fragile, and uh, that plywood is also very expensive for some odd reason. Um, so I considered doing like a hardwood hardwood floor, uh, but but that's going to be even more time consuming and also be very expensive. So uh, we found this alternative called uh, Nordic floor, which is uh, it's made specifically for boats. Uh, it's a, a PVC floor mm-hmm. with a teak and holly look. Okay. Um, from the photos I've seen, it looks really good. And 
I'm excited about the the, the durability of. Yeah. Like we don't have to worry about uh, dropping anything or mm-hmm. wearing through that out of an ear or revarnishing or mm-hmm. any of that. It, it's just going to be like um, like the regular click floors you see in houses, right? That they'll last forever and mm-hmm. there's no maintenance. Yeah, and it also so is, seems... this like, oh. is this one f- the complete piece or do you get this as like a pack and you put it together? How does, does it work? It's a, it's a pack. Well, we it shows up. It's, it's going to get here in like two weeks or something like that. There's a okay. little bit. But um, uh, it's it's yeah. Uh, yeah it's They're a like pack planks. That shows up and you click it together like just like a regular house floor. Oh, Only nice. this is is made so that it can withstand water. Yeah. So it's like marine marine plywood yeah. in a way, but not it waterproof. No, no, it's, from, from the spec of it, it says it's made of PVC, so plastic. Oh, right, okay, so it's PVC, mm-hmm. right, fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which, yeah, so it, it should, from the spec of it, it looks amazing, and I'm, yeah. I'm really excited to see it in, in real life. Mm-hmm. Right, and it, and it's got like a, a nautical look to it, like you, it looks like a teak and holly finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, they have, oh. uh, they have like a handful of styles. Uh, and one of them is, is the traditional teak and, and poly look. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's yeah. a little more, um, uh, it doesn't have a rough surface, but it's... No, it's got a non-skid surface. A non-skid surface, yeah. Oh, so it's yeah, so it, as well. Yeah. 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 Right. So that's a lot better than a teak floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's I, so slippery. I, I mean, we haven't seen it in real life. Yet, yeah. So, of course... We'll have to wait and see, but I, I'm very excited about this. I think it's a yeah. really good choice. Yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of the, um, a lot of the boats that are made now. I mean, I, I don't know about the top end boats, but we, we were just looking at some boats in Greece last week, and not yeah. many of them actually had proper teak floors. They, it was a PVC. There was like a really tough um, mm. PVC type of veneer, and yeah. but it looked perfect because none of it was wearing away. You didn't have like varnish spots where you've got like yeah. a lot of foot traffic. It, it, it looks perfect as if, as if it was new and yeah you don't need to worry about ever damaging it no and i think that's i mean um especially because we, we are living aboard full-time and we are going to be cruising for many many years to come and it'll, it'll just be nice to not have to worry about rewinding the port. yeah 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 because it's such a massive task I, I did it last year and it was like yeah, I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a, there was a lot of sanding, which you would probably love, but I I didn't really yeah. like it that much. Yeah. yeah, I turned my dining room into like a desert. There was uh, there was just dust everywhere. It was, oh, <laughs> it was horrendous. Yeah. yeah. So you've spent a bit of time on the boat now, um, and you've done like a bit of cruising. You've you know you've covered some decent miles in some interesting seas. I would imagine, given the time of year, probably a little bit of wind. Um, yeah. Have you found out anything about the boat that you want to change from a like a sailing hardware perspective? Um, yes, a few things. Uh, we need to lead the furling line for the in-mass furling after the cockpit. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that's that that that'll be a good one. And then our our outhaul on on the main also is this. Some kind of issue that there's too much friction uh, right so so we i had a regular swing by the boat to get him to look at it uh it's been a few weeks and we still haven't gotten a quote yet so i think i'm gonna have to just mess with it myself yeah um which is fine it was just it would be nice to yeah. because it's it's 
it's one of the things that I definitely don't want issues with, right? It's it would be nice to get somebody with some experience to just look at that and go, but we, yeah. we can figure it out. There's no no problem there. Yeah. Um, and then we have a club-footed, club-footed space sale okay. uh, that we need to raise uh, the boom on a little bit uh, just to be able to fit our thingy underneath there. Yeah. Right, okay. Oh, so that's um, going to involve a bit of work. Yeah, it shouldn't be too bad because mm -hmm. I, I think uh, actually we should try and pull the space sail up today because there's no wind. So just yeah. to see because um, I think the sail is small enough that we can simply just uh, raise the boom uh, and just chop a bit off the end and we'll be good. Yeah. I've never been on a boat with that type of rigging set up before. What, what are the, I mean, it's unusual. You don't see it that often. What's the advantage of having that above just like a, you know, well, just like a, Typical setup, yeah. Normally, um, so. Well, you 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 don't see it so much over here. It's it's I've seen it on more boats in the U.S. Okay. Um, and also, a lot of warrior owners have uh, removed the boom over the years uh, because it is a little bit in the way on the on the foredeck, and yeah. you kind of have to go around it uh, yeah. to to go from one side of the deck to the other. Mm -hmm. um, but it is it is nice. It's a it's a self tacking. It's it gives you uh, a really good, uh, like heavy weather option. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think we'll keep the boom. Yeah. Um, we we were thinking about switching it to furling, but a, a few sail a few sailmakers that we've talked to are have told us don't get rid of it. You want yeah. your boom. Yeah, uh, because at least according to we, we talked to one sailmaker yesterday, and mm -hmm. uh, he said that sure we could we could convert that into a a furling sail, but there would be a potential issue with um, uh, sheeting it. So okay. to, to to get a good shape, so so he recommended sticking with it, which. Yeah, so the only trade-off is you, your deck or you way, way up at the front on your deck, you've just got a little bit of a sacrifice somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But you could push it to one side and then you've got a bit of, like, relaxation space. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, most is... boats don't have that type of space up there anyway, so... It's... No, 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 they have some kind of coach roof or something that's in the way there anyway. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, um... yeah. And, and uh, like for laying down and, and relaxing, there's plenty of room in the cockpit. And mm -hmm. so, I, yeah, I, I think from both from a financial standpoint and from a ease of use, it's good to keep the mm -hmm. it's good to keep the boom. Yeah, definitely. So just because you mentioned financials there, um, what are your plans for earning money for the rest of your lives whilst you're on this boat? I mean, you've got the, the YouTube thing going on, which is really good. Um, yeah. Ava, have you got any particular type of thing which you're going to be doing? Uh, yeah, so I am going to be, well, I have my, my master's degree in early childhood education. So oh, I, okay. yeah, and I've worked like in home as a nanny for many years. So I... We'll be working like in home again. If families have any issues with or just any concerns, kids age zero to five, like 
picky eaters needing help getting into routines or um or napping sleep sleep concerns anything like that I can help with and I'm also a trained doula which is I can go into people's homes from with babies zero to three months and just help with any new baby needs again with like a lot of feeding and yeah just general care and you could do that all electronically as well I mean that's you could do that as consultations over zoom or something like that yeah that's the plan so I'll be I I have I've started a website it's called the kindership so meshing the boat with the kids yeah so yeah 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 that's that's really good actually and it I think because of like COVID and stuff everybody is just like way more open to finding services online rather than having someone come to the house or in person so yeah yeah, Yeah. I mean from that perspective it's really like opened the world up you know people are thinking outside the box a little bit now yeah Yeah. that's really good yeah and I really like coming up with activities for kids to do so I'll be posting stuff like that and storybook readings I did a little bit of it over COVID, so I'll just continue that. I am um, my god, right? So my godmother's daughter, Lucy, she was an au pair for a, a really long time with like certain families in like Switzerland and she went to Israel for a, a little bit and then the Middle East. I okay. think um, it was a fake, well, I won't say his name, but one of, one of the famous tennis players, she was doing some stuff like that. And then she set up a business on the side, which was. Um, you know, have you ever watched Super Nanny? She's like this yeah. disciplinarian. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, kind of similar to that, but not so okay. horrible. Um, okay. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, was like, it was like dealing with like troublesome kids. Oh, and, nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, so she would just go in for like a week or two weeks or just teach okay. the parent like how to stop your child from like screaming all the time or something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you, she could have completely done that job online yeah. in hindsight. Yeah, which yeah. is something you can do. Matt, in, in terms of like the YouTube stuff, you're, you were like the ultimate DIYer. Um, you're now going to be the ultimate sailor, maybe. <laughs> Completely Ooh. different uh, different way of doing YouTube videos. Yes, that is. Yes. And, and it's something that's uh, causing me a bit of anxiety because um, I, I feel comfortable shooting DIY content. Um, mm. And I feel comfortable talking about it. That's fine. But I have no idea of how to shoot a sailing video it's okay it, it's okay. completely new territory yeah, yeah. Right? it's it's so, so that's something where i'm sure we'll get the hang of it it's just you know any new thing it's it's a little bit a little bit scary but i mean you, st- you started off because I, I i've watched your videos for like a really long time before you got athena when you were just doing Obelix, you did one video that I like YouTube searched, and I think it was a table that you were making at some or something like that for Obelix. The lagoon table leg on yeah, yeah. on Obelix. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, because I, I was having a look for like a similar thing to put in a cockpit. Um, because I was like removing the silly old table that flipped up and I came across your videos. And um those were those were mostly like general boat videos rather than anything specific DIY like there was a few yeah. you did where you were out sailing for the day and that type of thing mm-hmm. yeah I mean the the first handful of videos I made were, were sailing videos but uh I don't watch them because if I do then my feet 
say my toes curl for a week at a time so <laughs> it's it's best to yeah. see of those um, yeah but like one thing which uh, i noticed was uh, me and my wife were um we, we were watching a few videos i think it was in the summer because we were looking for some kind of tips and then some of your older ones popped on and like your uh, confidence has just gone like crazy impressive since you first started doing that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like, it's, like it's, really good it's definitely uh, it's been an interesting experience like getting used to being on camera and just like yeah uh, talking about some topic and it's yeah it's been a good good experience yeah what what's the feedback like in general because i know like when a lot of people do diy videos it, it, more so of diy videos there's so many different ways you can do a certain project and there's mm. you know generally a bit of backwards and forwards and stuff like that have you done like so so much research before you've done every project that you've thought okay there's no way this could possibly go wrong and there's not going to be any negative information or feedback coming out of it like how far have you gone into it from that perspective uh generally i like to research things very well um there's always going to be differing opinions which is fine um it's the 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 bar of entry for leaving a comment on the interwebs is pretty low yeah yeah very low yeah yeah (laughs) so so for instance when i was doing the osmosis treatment i had a guy tell me to I can't remember if it was to submerge the boat or fill it, but it was with rice to dry it out. Which rice, I, I mean, submerge it in rice. You yeah, rice. Yeah, yes. <laughs> was a lot of rice. Too, right? I was like, ha. Huh. <laughs> um, so, uh, like, uh, you get comments like that that are just so, <laughs> like, out of the like, you don't even consider that now but how did the guy get to it he had a cell phone that he needed to try and then just figured the bird is just a big cell phone or i don't know but it's it's, yeah that's that's very uh, entertaining um yeah there's some you don't give much consideration to i think that's probably yeah yeah Yeah. um and then uh in terms of comments like uh, sometimes we get some that people think that there's too much talking going on in the videos which uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's. Uh, I shoot the videos the way I would like to watch them, uh, mm. and not everybody has the same taste in mm-hmm. in YouTube videos, so that's yeah, that's okay. How yeah. how long does it? I mean, I, I suppose you've got a lot of experience with it now because you've been doing it for a long time. But how much longer does it take you to complete a task when you are like running commentary on it and you're changing, you know, like recording angles, that type of stuff? Um. That varies a bit depending on task, but I would say it's probably going to double the time, roughly. Wow. Yeah. Um, it, it is It is pretty time-consuming, but yeah. it, it varies a lot with the task. And it's like, um, it, it, yeah, for, like for rebuilding the deck, it, it didn't double the time it took to rebuild the deck because a lot of that was time-lapse and talking, but it, it, it takes some time. Mm. It, 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 Ava, is it better now you're there? Because I suppose, do, does he do a lot of stuff and you record and that takes away some of the complication from it? Um, Sometimes, but I think what's helped is that now we like, both have our own segments, so we're able mm. to create more content just because the way that he shoots, it's not, it's the camera's usually on a tripod 
so and I think he's so used to shooting that way that it's more efficient to do it that way yeah and also just because um like if I'm doing something for you to film it you would just be standing around yeah and it's where if we're both shooting our own thing we get double the footage and yeah 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 the tripod is made for standing around so there's yeah. no need for you to stand around <laughs> yeah it's very but, efficient way to look at it yeah. <laughs> yeah but i will say i i just i don't know how he's done it on his own for so long like i when we were in Imauden, i made soup Literally, the soup would have probably taken me 30 minutes, but because I was filming it, it was like, oh my, I need to <laughs> I need to do this. Like, it took way longer. So it's definitely, it's time consuming and it's a lot of work, but it's yeah. worth it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is, mm-hmm. it is worth it. And, and um, it's, well, I mean, we wouldn't be a couple if it wasn't for you two. Yes, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. And we get to meet some yeah. like really interesting people. Uh, like uh, here in, in Gosford, the first thing we did when we got here was to buy a fender step and to like get on the boat because in Denmark, it's all, we all ties up, tie up to piling. So you, you never go off the side of the boat. Right? So we don't have right. the issue of, of getting onto the boat. So I, I'd never considered that that would be an issue with a finger bird, but of yeah. course it is. So when we got here, we were both tired of jumping up and down the boat. So we went out and got a fender step. Right, uh, nice. And then we, Ava showed it for like three seconds in a video. And then uh, the day after, we got an email from the guy that invented the finger, fender, fender step. No way. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so then... So he's uh, watching they, your videos. Yeah. 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 Uh, and uh, him and his wife came here yesterday and... Uh, took us out for a bit of a drive and uh yeah it was it was yeah we get to meet people that we wouldn't have met otherwise like yeah uh, with really interesting stories which i love yeah and yeah and people are so like helpful and nice and it's been really great yeah just so the guy who invented the fender step he like lives in gosport sorry lives close, lives close uh, by yeah about maybe like uh, uh 40 minutes yeah years, like yeah that. yeah Mm-hmm. They're just such a useful invention. Like it's, yes. it's, it's yes. like a set of soft ladders that you can also use as a fender if need be. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's it's, yeah. it's a pretty cool story. Like it's, mm-hmm. it was the reason he came up with it was because his mom had problem getting onto his boat. Okay. And he ended up tying a fender sideways, and she stepped up on that, and then he gets, she got aboard the boat that way. But right. Then he, he started thinking about if there wasn't a better way of doing that. So he came up with the original original Fender step and then the Fender 2 step, which is the one we have, uh, and had Dan Fender in Denmark make them. Uh, wow. And it, it's just, yeah, it's a fun story that we would never have gotten to know if yeah. it wasn't for YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, is, is there any stories that like stick out particular amongst like the builds? Is there anybody who's reached out to you and if, if you know offered a product or a new way of doing something that has really like changed the game for you? Or you've been like, whoa, this is like such a better alternative than what I was going to go with. Well, yeah, yeah. There's there's plenty there's plenty of examples. I just don't know which one is the best one because mm-hmm. there's tons of different ones. Like for instance, uh, when I got my uh, Bosch 150 Turbo Sander. Uh, that was a revelation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Okay. 
for for removing a lot of material fast, that thing is freaking awesome. And it lasted for a long time as well, didn't it? Well, it's still going strong. Still going oh, still. Strong. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's, it's been heavily used over the last five years, and it's. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Never far away. No. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So so that would be one example of a product that really helped uh, with the refit, and also. Uh, like Ava mentioned, the International Paint Perfection Pro, uh, being able to paint the top sides uh, with a roller and still getting a, a surface finish that's as good as if it was sprayed. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That was that was really helpful because, well, depending on where you're located, it's difficult to get to spray your roller. Yeah. Over spray and just... And expensive as well. And, Probably too many. That's probably all of them here and there. How just just completely out of interest because it's just been on the top of my head just for a couple of different reasons. When it came to redoing the top sides, that was what was the process you went through there? Was that like a a, a undercoat or primer undercoat, and then you did the the gloss layer on top? Yeah. Uh, Well, so for for me, uh, because I had the deck hold joint. And I didn't want to put a traditional aluminum toe rail back on. First, I had to to glass over the back hole joint. Yeah, uh, and that led to a bunch of fairing, which took it took yeah, maybe a month and a half. It took freaking forever to fair that. Um, after that, it was uh, onto a, a primer for the fared areas to seal that. Then an undercoat for the entire hull, and then Perfection Pro for the entire top side. Right. Okay. And do, do you know roughly how much it costs in paint to do uh, that entire boat? Yeah, it, it's not. It's not expensive. It, it's not. Um, well, International provided the paint for free, so I don't know. But they provided way too much. Um, I think I used not even half of what they sent me, and I think just I don't don't know the exact price, but um, I would say to to paint Athena in materials, it would probably be um, five hundred pounds, something like that. Oh, super cheap! Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not it's not super expensive. Uh, at least not not from the prices I saw of, of the, the paint. It, it does it does have some pretty specific uh, environmental requirements. Yeah, and that would change depending on which country you're in as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but like for instance, well, yeah, when I say environmental, I mean the the weather conditions outside. If if you if your boat's outside, oh, then, right. yeah. yeah, then it's it's it can be tricky because the, the paint takes a very long time to dry. Mm-hmm. So if you paint, say, at 10 in the morning, then you'll probably be ready for dew to fall around 8 or 7 at night. Yeah, true. But you cannot finish painting later than that. Then, then you will run into issues with the paint becoming uh, chalky. And, yeah. yeah. So it, it's not necessarily the easiest paint to use from that perspective. It's It's pretty easy to apply uh, it would be really beneficial to either be somewhere where it's warm mm. or indoors yeah so like a colder yeah. wet climate is like the worst place 
Depends. No surprise. <laughs> yes. Nightmare scenario. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, like like I did late summer in Denmark. No. Not the not the best timing. Yeah, it's it, yeah. I I only I mean to, so I'm I'm from like the north of England where the weather is pretty abysmal. You know, it's it's yeah. either raining or grey or just cold, and it's rarely not one of those things. Will <laughs> be a few days in summer. Well, yeah, De- Denmark is pretty wet as well. See, I've never been there, so I yeah. won't know. It's just yeah. one of the European yeah. countries I've never been to, but it just seemed like pretty rainy and grey, the same as where I'm from. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I'd say it's probably pretty pretty similar. Uh, yeah. And what really, the, the big issue I had was um, condensation. Right? Like right. In the late summer, we get tons of condensation, and, and mm-hmm. that's, that's an instant killer for painting so yeah yeah well why is that in particular because it's like you can you can go to much colder climates or and warmer climates so they don't they don't have a problem is it like certain weather systems that are around that's something i've never looked into i don't understand yeah i i i don't know i don't know but but definitely um yeah i don't know but but definitely there is a lot of condensation that like i suspect there is that mm-hmm. where you look well, I'm, we're in the south of Spain, so it's never really oh, ah. that. Yeah, it's never really that much of a problem um, okay. in, in winter sometimes. But we were just in Greece for a week, um, yeah. like a, on, on a really cool boat. And um, Mandy and Alex, who have got a channel called See the Little Things, they're like from Germany and Holland. Um, mm. They spent, I think it was like a year cruising in Greece previously. And uh, yeah, when when we were waking up in the morning, we were going into the cockpit. Like everything was soaking. Like the clothes yeah. that were out there from the night before oh, were actually yeah. like heavily soaked in water. And I was like, "This is bizarre. Why is it like this? It's not really cold." And they just said, "No, Greece is always like this, <laughs> even in the summer. Like mm. you just wake up oh, yeah. and there's like mad condensation everywhere." Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's not really related to the heat. There's probably a really simple answer for that question that <laughs> yeah. I've never really bothered to look at. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. It probably has to do with uh, with the temperature dropping below the dew point, so that yeah. water has to. Yeah, right. So mm-hmm. that that would be. But yeah, if 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 I was ever to repaint the boat again, definitely somewhere southern Europe. Yeah, summertime or indoors, that would be that would be a winner. Yeah, yeah, one of those things. Now, I, I've got a good question because you you were watching. A lot of this from afar, um, yes. probably in real time, <laughs> r- yes. rather than on YouTube time. Um, yeah. Which, so in both of these scenarios, which is the tasks that you are most glad that you saw Mass doing that you did not have to do, and then which oh. is one of the tasks that he was doing and you thought, "Wow, I wish I could be there." I I was just thinking about when he was talking about um fairing the deck hole joint I think that's when I had like the most sympathy pains for him I was just like <laughs> I felt like every time I was talking to him he was oh my god fairing the deck hole joint and I that's where I felt I don't I wouldn't want to be there of course I'd want to be there to help you but oh that in the deck too the deck was such a big job and so many people came out to help with that too it was a deck yeah yeah um but things that i wish i was here for um i mean although everything turned out great like 
I think when the interior was being rebuilt, it was hard to, and I think a lot of the time why when you were putting up cardboards and templates and stuff, it was so I could see because when you're on the other side of the world, it's hard to let, to picture. And I hadn't been in Athena that many times. So to even just like picture this, the space and, when we were redesigning it, like how big the head was going to be or the forward cabin, that was, that was tricky, but it all worked out. And like, like I said, I hadn't been in Athena many times. And when I got in, I think I was just preparing myself for, I don't know, the, not the worst, but you know, like I was like, Oh, like, I don't remember like what the inside is like. But then when I got here, I was just like, oh, my God, like, there's so much space, so much, like, light and headroom. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, you also, you had a bit of time aboard Oblix before. Yes, so that's true. We, yeah. yeah, and I think maybe that's what I was just comparing the time we spent in Oblix, which there wasn't a lot of room in there. No. But we made it work. Yeah. Yeah. Athena's it's like a mansion. Yeah, it's, and it's so wide as well, like compared yeah. to any other type of normal boat in its, in its same size. Yeah. Is, is there any type of boats or any type of boat brands that you were both looking at in particular for <laughs> inspiration as to how to do this? Ah. But any specific brands that you were like, the finish is great, the layouts are great, or was it just a, like an amalgamation of loads of different bits of boats? Um, I looked at, um... oh my gosh. Do you know which one I'm thinking? <laughs> it's it's there. They have the nice wooden interior. I kept showing you the forward cabin, a picture of the forward cabin. Yeah, I don't remember what brand that was. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I can't remember. No, I mean, um, for me, I don't think I, I didn't really, I didn't look a lot at other, at other boats because, um. It seems like there's not a lot, lot of variation there. Mm-hmm. Like once you've seen a handful of monohulls, I think you've seen the variation that's there nowadays. Right? Yeah, um, usually a certain layout and a certain way of building. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, if you can find the the outlayers that have maybe a um, like a rounded city or mm-hmm. uh, something exotic like that, or um, but but for the for an aft cockpit boat, most of the interiors are very similar yeah yeah i just i think i watched and looked at every like 38 to 40 foot sailboat tour boat tour on yeah Yeah. just to like see even though like none of them it there are very few that are similar to athena's saloon Mm. um but I just wanted to know, like, what all the options were, like, what was out there, and yeah, whatever I, we could I think find. The way you finished it off, it's like pretty perfect to how I yeah. would choose it anyway, because you've got elements of like the classic boat theme, like the way you've done the slats, uh, the way you've done your cabinetry is like really classy, 
Um, yeah. But then you've got like a lot of bright wall space and you've got, you know, like yeah. nice um, straight lines in a lot of places as well. Like I, I think you've got a real good mix of like old versus new. Like, it looks great. It looks really yeah. good. Thank you. Yeah, I think that is something we tried to think a lot about too, like yeah. clean, but also warm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. And that, that again, that comes down to personal preference. Right? Yeah. It's, it's in, in a, a monohull that's not a Dexedon or anything excited like that, right? It's, it's, you are sitting in a bit of a cave. Mm -hmm. So having it be a little bit more big and open, and maybe a lighter color. Mm -hmm. That that's something I like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did get a lot of flack when I started painting. Oh, painting uh, white. Yeah, yeah. That there's <laughs> yeah, a lot of imagine, people yeah. don't like that, but yeah. it's yeah, it's personal preference, and, yeah. and I like it. Yeah, and I think you converted me too because I was because I am not a white like white walls or anything but now but he was just like trust like what we're, let's just do white like trust me trust me and I was just like oh but then everything needs to be wood and needs to be wooden but now like now that we're in the space I just I love the white and it's yeah very refreshing yeah no it does work really well because yeah it's like you said on, on a normal monohull you've got such little light coming in from the tiny portholes yeah. you, you yeah. need it to reflect and um yeah, I think those like white walls and let, to let it bounce off really makes a difference. Yeah, um, it does, and, and especially if, if you're somewhere far north or farish north, like in, in Denmark during the winter, right? It, it's dark for don't get much light. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. and it's really nice, nice to be able to turn on the lights inside the building. It's very bright, right? It's not like a cave or anything, so you don't mm -hmm. get kind of seasonal depression, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Which is what you get when you live like up, up north in Europe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. I was I was talking to um, a couple of friends uh, yesterday, and they were from one of them was the well two two were French and then one was Dutch. And I was like, one of the most miserable things about living in the UK in the winter is like you go to work and it's rainy and black, and then yeah. you come home and it's rainy and black, and you legitimately may may never see the sunlight, especially yeah. if you're hungover at the weekend and you don't get up early. Um, yeah. you, know, <laughs> like, you not see the sunlight for days oh, yeah. yeah it's the exact same thing in Denmark it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. so when when you look back on this um, boat project um, what are the things that you are most proud about like what type of work um, that you've both done as well because you've both done quite a lot of work on it um, what, what particular parts of the builds do you look back on and you're like that was that was a thinker and we came up with a brilliant solution. Oh, that was just really hard and we got through it. Some of the, the more labor-intensive projects have been very rewarding to finish, like uh, the osmosis treatment, painting the top sides and um, the deck, stuff like that. That's been very rewarding to finish. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the, the, the top sides turned out great. Yeah. yeah. Whenever I look at them, I, mm -hmm. I, I'm glad I put in that effort. Um, I'm glad that we put in uh, we have a stainless steel pole near the nav station that's really awesome to grab onto yeah. uh, in, uh, C state that's I'm really glad we put that in um, we tried doing something different with the fridge where we have like a tabletop that opens up the fridge and it's up and out of the way 
kind of opens up this hinge mechanism. Mm -hmm. um, I think the idea is very interesting. I like that it's good access. I like we don't have to uh, clear the countertop to be able to get into the fridge. That's mm -hmm. very convenient. Yeah. Um, one slight oversight in the design was that Ava is struggling to lift the countertop. The countertop's very long, so my arms don't <laughs> reach. And heavy as well, I'd imagine. Yeah, it's yes. a little bit heavier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you all get some springs in there to like ease that up a little bit? Well, we, we have, uh, there's already gas trucks on the hinges there. Uh, oh, but the problem is that, yeah, the, the problem is the two hinges are not uh, connected. Um, oh, so lift so one side and have the it. other down. Yeah, so you yeah. kind of have to lift both sides at the same time, which means you have to reach across the thing, which then, yeah, her arms are not quite long enough, and then her body kind of gets in the way of lifting. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. a little oversight, but yeah. we're still it's still a work in progress. It's right. Yeah, and I think also how we redesigned the forward cabin and the head is just was really great and um yeah the 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 like having a separate shower so it's not a wet yeah. room yes that is really nice yeah i think yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. yeah and and the only place like so the forward head used to be that but the forward head on a warrior 38 is a sit down shower like, oh, right, okay yeah you crawl in yeah. there and you sit down and that's it which that's probably gonna work but it's it's not mm -hmm. it, it's certainly easier to have somewhere we can just step in and stand up and yeah. step out and that's it yeah and, which is what we have now in the yeah yeah and i think we were trying we were like when we were designing things we didn't we watched well i, I watched a lot of tiny house <laughs> shows like tiny house nation and the yeah. thing that i, I yeah the things that like we were trying to avoid is like, oh, this was a cool idea, but maybe not functional for everyday life. Like, um, I remember we saw one tiny house episode where they had uh, steps going upstairs. Yeah. And then they had built the dog's water and food bowl into the steps so that for them to, oh, wow. they had to open up the steps. Right. Which I mean, and like that's like a really cool idea for it, but it's like the majority, like if you have a pet, you're gonna have the water bowl out, out there, right? So you have to have that step open all the time. So that's, that's yeah. a neat idea, but it gets in the way of living. Yeah, yeah, it's not so practical where you have to like open up steps every time your dog wants a bit yeah. of water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. yeah, right. And stuff like that, we definitely tried to avoid. Yeah. Um, like that's why we still don't have a table because we were trying we've been trying to come up with some idea that's like because the since we've had this no table here and the space is open it's kind of nice like you can just come and go and we were like oh like maybe we can come up with some kind of like table where we can flip because we have our tv right here so we can like flip something down right here so we can lay and watch the tv and we weren't sure, but I mean, now we <laughs> we're trying not to overthink this one. Like we did the refrigerator, and we're just gonna do a yeah, um, stretch, yeah. Uh, table pedestal. Right. Is that yeah. those are the the electric ones? Are they usually the gas, or is that just a motor that like? Um, so I really wanted an electric one because it would be a cool gadget. 
Um, yeah, that's super couple, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Couple of challenges. Uh, one is price. Um, yeah, the they're like way ones. over a thousand euros. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think the cheapest one we found that was suitable was like 65 euros, something like that. It's expensive for a table leg. But it would be so cool, but like a thousand pounds. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that's one challenge. And then a lot of the um a lot of the electric ones, they require you to uh, have the motor underneath the table leg, right? So you'll need okay. room underneath the cabin sole, which mm. We don't have where this is going to be because the structural members are right there. We, we can't really cut into those. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we, we went with a with a gas strut one, which was like a sixth of the price or something. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's actually showing up today. So that'll be interesting. To oh, see nice. If we, yeah. If we yeah. chose a good one. Yeah. I'm surprised the motors underneath on those because they're usually so like massive and bulky anyway. Yeah, like yeah, big thanks. box sections. Yeah, yeah. The uh, from what I saw, uh, the round ones, it's typically underneath. Mm. I found one that's square base, and there it was inside of the. But then it was the sixteen hundred okay. euro, crazy money. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a lot for a table though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. when do you think you'll get through the uh, the list on the board? Uh, I don't think we're going to get through all of it this winter. Yeah, uh, I think there's there, there are bound to be some stragglers. Yeah, uh, there are. I, I think we need to prioritize the ones that are the most important, like uh, getting solar back on the boat, so we're not dependent on on, on running the gem set. Oh, yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. We we had to take the solar panels off because there was a strength issue with the arch. Yeah. So yeah, we need to put solar panels back on there, and there's a bunch of other tasks that we definitely need to to fix, like the, uh, for instance, the the furling mainsail and yeah. stuff like that. So so I think we'll prioritize that, and then if we don't make all of the list, that's fine. Yeah. That's... Yeah. At least you can head out. Like you can go sailing now. Boat's ready. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's really cool. All right. Well, yep. listen, thank you very much for the chat and talking. And, yeah. Um, good luck with the sailing part. 